The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 86. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week on Insight Sunday we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. My Insight Sunday conversation with Maurice was so packed and full that I just had to share it all with you, and that meant giving it to you in two parts. On Sunday, Maurice shared his story from being a pre-teen entrepreneur just to generate pocket money, to joining the army and being involved in psychology operations, to founding multiple companies and rising in the ranks of leadership. Today, our conversation resumes with Maurice continuing to share stories and how they shaped his thought process, teaching him to think, engage with, and learn from everyone, and how that's been a core part of his leadership and entrepreneurial endeavors that have created so much success. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a six or seven plus figure business and experience a drag or dip in your growth, if you notice diminishing engagement or passion in your business, If you want to eliminate exhaustion and burnout in yourself or your teams, if you sense that you or your company would grow faster and stronger, if you could just pivot efficiently and effectively when circumstances change like they had so much in 2020, then you've got an adaptability problem. Adaptability coaching and consulting will give you and your business the psychology and neuroscience-backed tools to understand and leverage core adaptability skills through the unique 3D adaptation framework you can learn to harness and leverage core adaptability skills to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to turn tough circumstances, reactions, and exhaustion into energy, excitement, and excellence for you and your company. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching or dryishai.com slash consulting. I was on a radio tour with my captain, and one of the tasks that we had as Psyops, we would bring out music cassettes, audio cassettes. Mm. I don't know. Some of the younger audience will look at me like I'm weird because they mm. didn't have the up-to-date music. 
So we would bring them little cassettes and every now and then there were PSYOP messages in there, like stay off the lawn because there's mines in there. And this is what the UN or later NATO, what we are doing. This is the program. This is what's happening in your neighborhood. But there were like four songs and then like a 30 second message and then almost like a commercial break. But, you know, mm-hmm. and in one of those, I um, stood outside of my car and then a guy came, a Muslim gentleman with his kid. And his kid came to me and started talking and, you know, I was just friendly to him. And then he started engaging with me and then I treated him like I would treat everyone else, right? I wasn't shy. I wasn't holding back. I was curious. I asked for his name. I asked whether or not I could talk to his kid and if I could give him some candy. And, you know, I treated him with respect because I had learned my lesson that is in certain cultures, this is how you do this. Mm. And who do you talk to before you do anything else with anybody else in the crew? So again, me being 21, he invited me over and I was like, hey, I got to tell my captain that I wasn't adopted or something else, right? <laughs> but that I'm in this cafe and my captain was, okay, I'm coming with. And then we sat there and talked about religion, about Germany's role in so many wars and what we were doing here now and him coming from Egypt, supporting his local brothers because he was disappointed of how all it. So all kinds of conversations that a 20-year-old <laughs> barely in the army had no business being in, mm. right? But somehow I ended up being in that conversation and it was fantastic. Again, I learned so much about being respectful, being honest, but still standing firm on my beliefs, being authentic to myself. Because mm. I had a Roman Catholic upbringing. I, I went to a school, a private Catholic school with all nuns. So I knew my religion, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was interesting, right? And then that conversation went on for three hours. Wow. To the degree where my captain had to send for guards that would pick us up because we weren't allowed to drive single car at night. Mm. But that report I've written, that was on a Friday. I wrote all weekend on that report because it was that long. Wow. And on Monday morning, I had to deliver. But that changed everything. Not for mm. what I did in the army because eventually I left. But that changed everything for me. Just to appreciate the power of talking to somebody and, as you mentioned, listening and being respectful, right? Appreciate everybody for who he is positives and negatives, but still treating somebody respectful. And that is a rare thing even today, or especially today. It's a Mm. rare thing, right? So that shaped me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that and for diving in and telling these stories. The stories really hammer home how important the points are and how you learn them. And I think they're stories that we can all really make sense of and learn from because what would have happened if you didn't take your armor off, if you didn't stop looking like a turtle, as they called it. You know? <laughs> exactly. Nothing. You know, well, how might that have changed the course of that experience for you and your unit? And then also for the intelligence that you could have gathered for what you would have come to know and understand and convey and may have been conveyed across the entire network. How yeah. might that have really changed things for you and for the other people who were there with you, for the other people in your unit? So, so powerful, such impactful lessons. And it's amazing, one, that you were there, that you learned that and were able to provide and do that. And the second thing is that the people who were your superiors, those who you were reporting to, seem to recognize and note and say, oh, this is really worth paying attention to as well. They engaged in the same thing you did. So you did this with the locals and you had this with and from your leadership. 
And I'm really curious to hear if that, or to what degree it really feeds into your work at OX as a leader and or in your marketing academy. I'm really curious to hear how it fits into those various pieces of your life now. Enormously, because the most important lesson of all of it is it's not about me, right? It's about the success of whatever it is that we want to achieve here. That could be OX, that could be my academy, that could be why I written the book that I wrote, all of it, right? Let's not make it about myself, let's make it about the task. So when I started with Open Exchange, they didn't have customer success, right? They would provide the software to their partners and that's it, right? And they would give technical support, but no marketing support and no mm. business support that way because they didn't see a need for it. All technical people, right? I was one of the few marketing people at that point. I was like, mm. within the first month, I went to an event in Toronto. This is event. And I was a one super large customer and one very small customer. And I was talking to both of them, right? And they were agreeing on them. One point only is, mm. guys, you have to help us market this stuff, stuff. You know your product. Tell us how to market it. Tell us what to do. And I was like, Sure. <laughs> Coming from my marketing agency background, sure, sure. <laughs> and then I was like, but you got to help me figuring out what it is, what it really takes to help you, right? And I guess really being authentic. I was like, sure, I can do that. But hey, I need to work with you guys. If it is for you, help me structure it, help me shape it so that it's a good fit for you. Because if I go out on my own, I come up with a thousand points and maybe 999 of them you don't care about, mm -hmm. right? So again, there I was authentic and secure enough in myself and my abilities, but also what I didn't know to say, hey, yeah, let me know, help me, guide me to provide you with a better product. And that's how we started. And even now, a few years ago, I started with research because I felt like, okay, the marketing thing we figured out, right? But now we to take it a step further, we need to know more about our users. So we have to research them. We have to understand them and, and so on. So I educated myself in that respect and I started educating our organization. And again, their leadership allowed me to do that as I did before with the customer success stuff, right? So it's not just me having crazy ideas. It's also the other people around me recognizing this and saying, okay, Maurice, you go ahead and do it. Let me know when you need help, right? Mm -hmm. But other than that, they stayed out of the way within reason of course but yeah that's the amazing thing and that's the i think the only reason why i'm still with the company because mm -hmm. that kind of trust and freedom to just go out there and explore and build up stuff and come up with new ideas and then having the freedom to really start building it out until you're at the point where you're it's either yay or nay right obviously that will always come but mm -hmm. before that you have a freedom to build mm -hmm. it out and take up the time and do that and that's really fantastic and that's the same with with the academy it's about understanding my users and providing them with what they need mm -hmm. and that is not almost esoterical level of marketing they don't care right because the example that i like to use i provide the kind of marketing that you need on monday morning nine o'clock after you switch on the light and you had your first coffee what is it that you then do 905 mm -hmm. what do you need to do right and that is what I try to do. And that's how, sorry to pun my book here or to promote my book here, but that's how why my book is not just a book, it's a workbook. 
There's exercises mm. in there. There's examples in there. There's guidance in there. It's there for three different audiences. And that's how I written that thing too. It's mm. active help. It's not some high level and you close the book and you're like, yeah, that all sounded nice. I still don't know what to do, but it sounded nice. Right. And yeah. So. I'm really struck by the parallel as you talk about your experience at OX and how you think about marketing and marketing academy and even the book, how much they all are so aligned with. And there's such a parallel to the experience you had in PsyOps where it's so much about, you mentioned, right? The reason you're still at OX is because you had the freedom and also were listened to and supported in your listening to and understanding who OX's users and their customers, their clients, and then, of course, the clients or the users of the clients, right? So there's so much that's kind of wrapped in there in the sense of it is so consistent across really the kind of span of your career. I find that so fascinating. I'm curious what you make of that. I think it's just natural because I, and it had a bad start because I came from a little town and I was extremely racist. So I grew up watching people and analyzing them very quickly, within seconds, friend or foe, Mm. right? Do I have to get ready to fight, which happened every day? Or can I relax for a second and nothing's going to happen to me? Mm. So I always had this analytical approach to people and just taking them for what they are. I wasn't mad at anybody. But yet, if you said the wrong things and you started fighting, I maybe attacked you first. Mm. Just to have the upper hand, right? And just to send a message again. Mm. I looked for the strongest one and beat the hell out of him. Because mm. I started karate at four or five, right? My karate teacher, his hometown, uh, his parenting house was burned down by the Ku Klux Klan and so on. Mm. And his two kids and myself, we were in his karate class. And that was fun. It was mm. really tough. It was about discipline and so on. Anyway, so I knew what I did when I fought those kids that were two, three years older than I, which sounds like cute, but even if you're seven and they are 10, that's That's (laughs) that's not fun. That's a huge difference. Yeah, that's not fun. But no, that started for me where I would look at my opposition, the people that I was dealing with at the beginning as opposition. And then when I moved to a different town, I had to learn that people look at you maybe just because they don't know you and they're curious about you has nothing to do with a threat assessment, right? Mm-hmm. I had to learn to unlearn the threat assessment. Mm. But what stuck with me is analyzing people for who they are mm. and how I deal with them. So that was how I was brought up, right? And then comes in the salesmanship and that kind of psychology. And so I had a foundation already where then the psyops came in and gave me the right tools and really shaped me in that form. Mm. And that never left me. So. I think there's different things that came together and it was kind of coming together naturally. And that's why it stuck with me. And it really shaped my, it still shapes all that I do. Even if I, how I handle my son and how I handle my parents and my friends. Yeah. They always tell me I'm calm and never get mad, but it's mainly because I'm even keel. I take people for what they are and who they are in that second. Mm-hmm. And if they're different in the next second, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Mm. Right. It's the empathy that I learned at the PSYOPs. You learn to understand, to view things from others' perspectives 
And to exactly. be, as you put it before, to be polite, to be respectful, and to take them seriously, whatever is going on, but as also, opposed to it being about you. Exactly. But also not to take any BS, right? Uh-huh. I knew how to stop stuff eventually. But, you know, it's always a balance. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. Yeah, I never for... really looked at it that way until mm-hmm. this conversation, actually. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. Yeah, we're going to need to wrap up our Insight Sunday. And I wish we had more time for it, but I wanted to make sure we jump into our couch questions before wrapping it up. So, Fantastic, yeah. Awesome. The first one is, in your experience, does growth happen in quantum leaps or small increments? I think the small increments lead to quantum leaps. Mm. Because if you not continuously try to get better and try to grow, you're not ready for the big jump. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's, yeah. Thank you. Next, is innate talent or skill development more important in business? There's a lot of talented people, very talented people, that never really fully unleash their potential. Hmm. When I look for people, I rather look for people that are willing to work hard over the, those people that cruise on their talent. Hmm. But if both comes together, there's no beating it. Hmm. But it's if it's like- one or the other, if like obviously there needs to be a certain level of base talent. Mm-hmm. If somebody really doesn't know what they're talking about and there's no hope for them, that's mm. right. But once you cross a certain threshold, after that, I'd rather take the worker, the hard worker over the just even more talented person. Yeah, thank you. Next, what type of content have you been consuming lately? And how do you like to consume content? Wow, I'm an internet kid, right? So I consume everything digitally. Mm-hmm. So until just recently, I consumed a lot about background of, has nothing to do with my job, of race relations, because that's the another book that I'm writing that I'm still at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But what I like to do is I like to dive in deep to have a foundation that I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Again, not just about me, but that I have context of where I can put everything in there. So that is a lot of reading that I've done. And then... I also like Tom Clancy books, this rhymes here, because again, in those books, you have a lot of behind the scenes and behind of mental explanations, which obviously a lot of that is made up, but I still recognize things mm. and patterns and so on. And I try to imagine how I would react in that theory. And that's fun because it's obviously has nothing to do with my job. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the content that I'm looking for. And then obviously business content, always about business analytics and marketing and digital marketing. If you don't stay attached to that, it's you're going to lose it and you're going to fall behind. So I'm constantly learning there. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. What is or are your non-negotiables in life? My family. Everything else can, other than your own life, obviously, but your family is, you cannot buy your family, right? You cannot mm. buy your friends. And friends for me are my family because in a circle friends, I know them for all my life. Some of them were born as the kids of my parents' friends. So, right. Mm-hmm. I grew up with them. Now, family is the only non-negotiable. Money is just money. Obviously, I like to have money, but, and I like to have more money, but at the end of the day, it's just money. You can do something and get money, right? But you mm-hmm. cannot do something yet get family. That's not mm-hmm. how that works or material things or. I collect cars. I have two, <laughs> or three, <laughs> not three, actually. 
but even there i'm yeah i like them but it's just material stuff mm-hmm. it's not gonna get me anywhere emotionally it's not gonna make me more happy mm. it only makes me happy if i share it with friends and family which right? comes back to them being so important to you such important values and being non-negotiable exactly yeah. Last question or questions, where and how can people find and connect with you and with you in a business sense in terms of the marketing academy as a leader in any way, shape or form? And what kind of outreach is welcome versus what might not be welcome or responded to? Every outreach is welcomed. Every ask for help is welcomed. If they want to be Nasty, that's fine too. If I'm in the right mood, I even indulge that, right? Mm-hmm. But no, all joking aside. No, I have Twitter accounts, I have a website, mm-hmm. but and my social accounts all have the same handle. It's at Maurice, spelled M-O-R-E-E-Z-E. And from there, yeah, reach out. I'm more than happy to interact. Excellent. So I'll put those in the show notes. So any of you who are interested in getting in touch with Maurice can be in touch. Thank you so much, Maurice, for joining and sharing your thoughts, your wisdom, and the way that you think and how you've really applied that in so many parts of your life. When it comes to being a serial entrepreneur, when it comes to really serving your users and being really great at understanding them and really taking them, as you put it really beautifully, taking them seriously being polite, respecting them, and really listening to them. I really appreciate that today, some of the things you really shared that are so impactful, so important, I just wanted to highlight are, one is that you had so many experiences of early on being exposed to what it's like to engage in a free market. And you thought about it as, and you were seeking opportunities to be able to make the decisions yourself, to be free and independent in making those choices to do something, to make money, to provide value, and then to go with that money to really pursue what it is that you want. I also appreciate how much you shared different endeavors that you had started and some of them worked out well, some of them didn't work out well. And from each one of them, you learned. And then of course, talking about what you really had before and then really codified and learned in the process of being in psyops around really listening and what difference it makes when we listen and then when the people that we're speaking to who can also make that change are also listening and how that's such a part of your life and so many of those different layers across so much of your life. Thank you so, so much for sharing that and for sharing the stories of you when you were in Bosnia and what those experiences really taught you. I really- Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity and then speaking to you. It was uh, an amazing conversation, even though I felt like I did all the talking. (laughs) But that's actually speaking to being a great host, right? Thank you. Getting me to talk. Thank Thank you you so much. I really, I cannot wait to dive deeper into your hard-earned lessons and even learn more on Story Tuesday. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. 
The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 